Common Sensors Podcast Consumers. Welcome to another very exciting edition of Common Sense Sundays with Go Tell Us the Wall. And of course, me, your favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke. Welcome to episode 21. That's right. Uh, I, I had a little coffee this morning. I'm going to do my best to get through this next half an hour, but uh, we are going to get serious with some stuff because it, like, I, I feel like I say this every single episode of Common Sense Sundays. It's it's like, oh, it's, it's been rough. It's been rough. And then like, you, you think it can't get any worse, and then it does. And then you think it can't get any worse, and then it does. It's just like, good lord, can, how much more can we take? Uh, I'm not going to sit here and blame it on years or anything, because simple fact of the matter is the universe and karma doesn't really give a shit about your calendar. Let's stop blaming 2020. It just happened to fall in 2020. It's not a calendar's fault. Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> we always kick things off. With our social plugs. You can keep up with us during episodes, after episodes, four episodes, whenever you so please. And you can do that in multiple locations. One of those would be Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. That would be our official Facebook page uh, for the podcast for everything that is Go Tell It to the Wall. Make sure you like that page. Check back often for updates. Anytime uh, new content specific to Go Tell It to the Wall gets posted, it will be on that Facebook page. So you will not, you will not miss it. You will not miss it if, as long as you like that page and, and get notifications from the page. Of course, YouTube, head over to YouTube, search Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, subscribe to our channel. That is where you're going to find, and a lot of it gets linked to Facebook as well, but that's where you're going to find all of our video feeds from our episodes are formerly what were live feeds and will eventually be live streaming feeds uh, at some point. Again, you're also going to find our Mental Health Mondays, uh, beer reviews, parenting playlists, all that stuff you're going to find on the YouTube channel. Uh, also, right now, what we currently have up... Uh, I mean, they stay up, but Last Song Playing, that's where you're going to find the, the previews for Last Song Playing, all that good stuff. So make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel, uh, and, and it's also going to link you to uh, Something's Not Right Studios. We do a lot of collaborative stuff with them as well, so that that's a good place, of course, to to keep up to date. Uh, you can follow my own personal Instagram account, which is SoCalSean. That is not all necessarily Go Tell to the Wall uh, or Sean Work Live-themed stuff, but, of course, follow me. It's Instagram. I don't really use the Twitter Everyone loves Twitter. I use it, like, I furiously scroll Twitter at times, uh, like I was furiously scrolling Twitter on Thursday night, <laughs> Thursday night here on the West Coast, early, early Friday morning uh, on the East Coast. Yes, I do use it at times, but I am not a contributor to, to Twitter, and uh, I tend not to use it in my free time. It's more like, oh my gosh, something crazy just happened, and not necessarily, like, news stuff. Sometimes it's sports stuff, like I'll see, oh my gosh, there's a crazy sports story, and I go there to get you know, various takes on it. Outside of that, I don't use it. So you, we do have a Twitter. It's at Tell the Wall Pod, at Magic Muppet. Follow them. You're not going to see a lot of content. More importantly, follow the Instagram because that, that's where you're going to see more regular content coming out. Uh, of course, that's not as important as the Facebook page. And and what I'm about to mention, which would be SeanOrourkeLive.com, that would be your one-stop shop for all the things I just mentioned, uh, as well as many other things that you're going to find on there. We have blog posts, photos you don't see anywhere else. I think the videos you can also... I always say, like, videos you can't see anywhere else. The videos you can see in other places. Photos you're not going to see anywhere else. Uh, blog posts aren't posted anywhere else. Uh, that's also going to give you links to all the things I just mentioned. And uh, I'm going to mention it a couple times throughout the episode, because sometimes we like to do a big push for subscribing. You're going to get links to various podcast platforms on Sean Work Live. Whichever one you prefer... 
It doesn't even have to be one of those. But if you're not subscribed, please take a moment, uh, click through SeanOR'WorkLive.com or just click through the, uh, any of the links that get shared on the Facebook page. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our podcast. That helps to improve our numbers. We get a lot of unique listens uh, and then which is great. We're able to track a lot of those, but because everything's so spread out, the, the subscriber numbers is really what helps us a lot. So please subscribe. Uh, hit us with a review if you, if you have the time to do it, you know, preferably a five-star review. But if you want to leave a one-star review, that's fine too. Let, let us know what you think. Um, but but you're please, subscribe. And you're going to get the links right there on SeanWorkLive.com. You're also going to find a link to our Patreon campaign. I mention this every episode. Please, please, if you have the means to do so, it uh, helps out financially on Patreon. Uh, it, 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 every little bit helps to keep this studio running. And even if you don't want to support myself and go tell it to the wall, support some other, uh, you know, I, I hate the influencer word, but broadcasters and artists and musicians and everything else that that are currently on Patreon, uh, supporting themselves, especially during this time. So, so check out Patreon, even if it's not. Uh, for for Go Tell It to the Wall specifically, and merch. You're going to find a merch link on SeanWorkLive.com. Take you right to our Go Tell It to the Wall merch page. Get yourself a t-shirt, sweatshirt, mug, whatever you so please. We got we got some stuff up there. Get some get some common sense merch, common sense fashion. It's definitely not that fashionable. It is very basic, uh, but you, you can rep little little Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, and and once, we, once those start shipping out, I want to get some pictures, and, and we'll definitely feature those on Instagram. Like, that's a place where uh, we'll, we'll utilize Instagram heavy for... Um, for Go Tell It's the Wall itself, because right now it's not specific to Go Tell It's the Wall, as I as I mention every week. All right, we got a big mention here. Uh-huh. I I do this every year, and I have to look at the calendar, and I know about the time of year, but I always have to look at the calendar. And we are we are very fast approaching the four year anniversary of Go Tell It's the Wall. That's right, four years. Uh, it was four years ago, and in, in, in a few days, it'll it'll officially be four years since I started yelling at a wall and putting it out to the world for for people to listen to. Uh, Go tell us the wall was actually was born a little like it was born a few months before we actually recorded. The concept was was born, and and uh, and we'll talk about the story of how it started and give some thank yous uh, next week because actually October seventh is our fourth fourth anniversary, four-year anniversary of Go Tell Us the Wall. Uh, so we're not doing it this time, but next episode, we're going to do some some cool uh, four-year anniversary stuff. We tend to do this, for any of you out there that are that are fairly new listeners, we, we tend to do this every year. Uh, we have kind of other things that we throw out there. We didn't do a big anniversary episode last year, uh, mainly because we hit episode 100 and made a big deal of centibration and literally had wall supporters here in the studio as I recorded. It was a freaking madhouse, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, this year we're going to have, again, do it for your anniversary, have some fun with it. Uh, and specifically, I have a call out um, to anyone, especially if you have been listening to the podcast for, for, you know, even two years, but especially like four years. You've been listening to it since the beginning or, or close to it. Uh, I, I want to ask for submissions from all of you out there. Uh, basically, just kind of some of your favorite memories of Go Tell to the Wall, and, and not even like sappy memories but just funny stories uh specific stories that maybe we've talked about here at go tell to the wall uh, or maybe you know it can be sappy something that you've benefited from uh you know something that you've shared with somebody and and you found a common ground because of the common sense here at, haha, common ground common sense because of the common sense here at go tell to the wall Whatever it might be, I want to share some of those things. And then, of course, again, if, if you've been listening to the podcast for a few years, we're going to revisit uh, some stories that we have talked about over the past few years, some stories that have not gone away. Uh, and for those of you that are thinking about that, oh, four-year anniversary, yes, we did start Go Tell to the Wall uh, a month before the 2016 presidential election. So 
full circle here. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna you know look back on some of those things and and also give a lot of thank yous because there's a lot of people that that have kept this podcast going for four years have given me the ability to yell at a wall for for four years once a week for four years and we've had breaks in there but you know I mean we've had some big somewhat big hiatuses but for the most part I've been yelling at a wall for four years and there's a lot of people out there that that deserve a big thank you uh, for their support whether it's financial uh, or just just content wise you know we're going to go through a lot of that next week so look forward to it and and most importantly if you have stuff that you want to share uh, that you want to get on the podcast especially if you are a patron uh, you're going to have priority on that as always uh, but if you're if you're part of if you are a patron for go tell it to the wall uh, but even if you're not Give us those memories. We're going to talk about them, or even something you just want to hear us talk about here at Go Tell Us the Wall that does pertain to something uh, that we have talked about in the past, and uh, and we're going to celebrate four years. We'll probably go a little long next week. Uh, I'm debating having a little bit of a mimosa in the studio. It's all going to depend on my mental state uh, next week. It is happening no matter what, but but as we get to mental health, I'm going to explain uh, that it, it's been a little rough here around the O'Rourke household, at, at least for me personally. Uh, from a mental health and a mental illness standpoint, and, and I think it is for a lot of people out there for various reasons, and and uh, so it, mimosa in the studio is probably going to depend on my mental state as far as that goes, because sometimes we can go off the rails real quick, and if I'm if my mental health isn't in a good place and we're throwing champagne on top of it, it might not be a good idea, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, New clips are coming. Uh, well, I'm, I've been in the process of pulling clips, uh, not only some beer reviews that are going up on YouTube, but also some clips from previous episodes. Because some people like to dis just digest smaller, you know, amounts of content, especially when it pertains to Go Tell Us the Wall, because it is me rambling, you know, for a half an hour to an hour, depending on you know which format you're listening to or which episode. So we're working on some clips. Keep an eye out for those. Uh, and, and please make sure you're sharing those. The, again, sharing, sharing, sharing. Uh, it's not, it costs you nothing to, sh to share an episode, you know? The, really, the only thing, it, everything at Go Tell It to the Wall is free unless you become a patron and then you get extra perks that, that nobody else can get. But the content itself is all free. It's all out there for free. Uh, you can access it for free. So please help us out by just, by sharing. That helps to get more eyeballs in front of things. I've... I, the numbers are so hard to track when it comes to podcasts, uh, but but there is a definite jump in listens and views and everything else when people when other people are sharing these these episodes. So please please continue to do that. I know there's a lot of people out there that that do, uh, but please continue doing that because that helps us to to get in front of more people. And and that's really all it is when it comes to podcasts and 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 free content and broadcasting, which is what we do here at Go Tell Us the Wall. All right, we're going to move on to some digital trends. Oh, boy. This is probably where we start to go off the rails this week. Digital trends. That's right, the hashtags and certain things that are trending on social platforms right now. And one of those would be hashtag Proud Boys. This hashtag has been used quite a bit over the past few years. Uh, but we are seeing because, and I don't want to get into semantics. You know what's going on unless you've been living under a rock. You, you know, if you don't know who the Proud Boys are, go look it up. Uh, but hashtag Proud Boys is trending, and it is trending in trending on social platforms for a reason that we can actually all get behind. Not because the Proud Boys are doing well and they're trying to uh, trying to uh, market themselves to 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 the mainstream, but because the LGBTQ community has overtaken the hashtag Proud Boys hashtag, uh, and they are sharing pictures of their relationships, of their lives, uh, and everything else to basically take away the hashtag Proud Boys from the Proud Boys organization. I think this is fantastic. Um, I'm, I, I, I 
need to send a big good on you to anyone that ha- that has done this and helped to to take away the power of the hashtag Proud Boys uh, that that gets you know gets spread around social media. Uh, again, if you're not aware of the Proud Boys, you've probably been living under a rock. But if, if somehow you haven't heard of them, go Google it. I'm not going to get into the details of the Proud Boys, uh, but if you're listening to this podcast, uh, it, there's like a 95% chance you disagree with. 100% of what the Proud Boys do, uh, you know, and, and I'm not going to get into the semantics of their style, because you might not disagree with their style, and we're going to talk about that in just a sec, but be aware of what's going on out there, uh, the hatred that comes from these certain groups, and this is an organized group, everyone likes to sit out there and say, you know, sit there and say, oh, what about Antifa and all the violence from Antifa, Antifa, it's not an organized group, that's like saying, well, what about the violence from the human race, well, yeah, <laughs> So all humans are bad because so every you have somebody maybe yells Antifa and does something wrong and then everybody who's anti-fascist is is automatically violent. That's not how it works. The Proud Boys actually stand on a platform of violence. It, it, this is a black and white situation here. That is part of their platform is violence. Look it up if you're not aware. And then of course piggybacking off of that we have Fred Perry. Uh, trending on social media for the past week and a half or so. Uh, if you're not aware of Fred Fred Perry. You probably just don't know the name, but you've seen the shirts, especially if you listen to a lot of music that we talk about here uh, at Go Tall to the Wall. Very, very heavy in the in the the punk and ska community, especially pertaining to uh, to sharps and skins. Um, it, I'm, I guess I'll have to give the details again, especially uh, in in the punk community. For those of you that aren't aware, and I've talked about it on the podcast before, I've talked about it on on music suggestions, uh, skinheads. Skinheads actually predates Nazis shaving their heads and being called skinheads and all this other stuff, and it goes back to not even in this country, started in the UK, and that's simply a style uh, for working class punks. And I bring this up with Fred Perry because you've probably seen Fred Perry shirts. They are polo shirts. They have a little like leafy thingy here. They have a name for it, and I like I I, I, I like Fred Perry. I, the style's fine. It's just not my style, so I'm not super familiar with. They, it's like a little leaf thing, uh, and then there's lines on the collar. Uh, of of the polo shirt, you've seen these shirts. If you've seen the inter- like, if you follow the interrupters a lot, Amy has worn these shirts. Lots of people within the community, uh, especially punk and ska community, are wearing these shirts. You've seen them, and they've been around forever, forever. Fred Perry was actually a tennis player uh, from the UK. He was a working class tennis player. His his family was working class uh, from the UK. Came out with these shirts, and then of course that was adopted as a style by by the Sharps and the Skins. Again, not skinheads, not racist people. Simple style of working class individuals who enjoy a certain type of music, and that's simply their style. In fact, it, when they get it, it's so sad when they get lumped in with racism or that style. You know that whole skinhead purge that happened on on Facebook, you know, a couple months ago. Uh, because in my experience, they they are the complete opposite of of racist hateful Nazis. Complete opposite. Well, long story short here on Fred Perry, if you're not aware, uh, the Proud Boys have adopted the black and yellow Fred Perry shirt as part of their uniform. That's right, part of their uniform, uh, which I kind of laughed at to begin with. I'm like, but you're wearing these red hats and you got yellow, like, okay, McDonald's, like, just catch it. that's all I think about. That's why McDonald's uses those colors. <laughs> it makes you think of fast food. I digress. Fred Perry, of course, has been aware of this. They recently came out in the past week and a half or so and said they are going to stop selling the black and yellow uh, polo shirts in North America. You can no longer buy them in the U.S. or Canada because they have been co-opted by the Proud Boys. And Fred Perry wants no association whatsoever with the Proud Boys. 
don't give yourself a headache by going on social platforms and, and looking too much into this because there are people, uh, there are plenty of people out there supporting Fred Perry in this situation, but there are plenty of people out there that are getting on Fred Perry and they're mad because they're not going to sell these shirts. Don't give yourself a headache. Just know that this is a good on you, Fred Perry, and know that there's not an automatic association between seeing a Fred Perry shirt and the Proud Boys. Now, if they're wearing that red fucking hat, the MAGA hat, Proud Boy, <laughs> there's there's no sharps, there's no real sharps or skins out there wearing a Fred Perry shirt and a MAGA hat. They're, they're not. They're not real sharps or skins because I'm not going to get into semantics, but they're not. So if you see that, you know they're Proud Boy. You see just the shirt, you, it's not an automatically mean Proud Boy. I know quite a few people that wear these Fred Perry shirts. Like I said, it's not my style. Uh, I and, and part of this is, let me get tangented for a minute. I think part of this is polo shirts have never really been my, my own style in general. And I think that is 13 years of Catholic education having to wear a polo shirt uh, to school for 13 years. <laughs> a white polo shirt from, from uh, kindergarten through or first grade, so I guess it's 12 years, first grade through eighth grade, and then whatever solid color polo shirt I wanted through high school. So I... I was forced to wear polo shirts. Just not. It's just not my style. I, nothing wrong with them. It's just me personally. I'm not. I'm not wearing the polo shirts. You catch me in a collared shirt. It's either like a nice pressed, you know, shirt tucked in, or it's a, it's a it's a you know plaid flannel. <laughs> That's basically. I always joke with my wife. It's like I've I've two speeds. I have like super casual where I can maybe put on a button up shirt, but it's not it's not a nice shirt. And then I go from that to like a suit. There's no in between. I'm not I'm not wearing slacks and a tie or anything. I'm. That's just my own personal style as we get tangented there. Oh, man. Just just don't lump them in with the sharp skin culture. It's so frustrating. And it's just an educational thing. And this is, it's, I won't even give this an ignorance thing. It's just the American culture, U.S. culture. I mean, look at American History X, the, the Edward Norton movie from the 90s. Like, that's what happened was it got confused with, with sharps and skins. And, and they all got lumped into Nazis. And it's like, not even close. Not even close. There are plenty of African-American people of color in the sharp community. It's like, well, they're not, clearly they're not Nazis. You know, I don't know. All right, Trump COVID. This is, of course, trending around digital platforms. Uh, just don't bother with this. Don't bother with it. Um, it, it, it. There's too much information from all sides coming at you that if you haven't, you've probably already done this because it was days ago this was announced. But if you go on like Twitter right now, there's no real answer from anybody. It goes all the way from he is he is on his deathbed all the way to like he's doing great and he's going to leave the hospital tomorrow. It's just like, okay. <laughs> just I don't even know what to say anymore. You know, and, and that's the thing is everyone's doing these investigative things and looking at photos and videos and everything. And it's like, that's fine. But wake me up when we actually have an answer of what the hell's going on. Don't give yourself the headache. It's just not going to do it. I will say the one important thing to to recognize here is. Uh, the, the the president, who was denying this, uh, the, the seriousness of this for, for six months now, uh, actually has come down with it. And, uh, and like I said to my wife the other day, regardless of what happens here, regardless of what happens, we have seen that the most protected man in this country who was tested daily, anyone who's in contact with him were, were tested before they were in contact with him, he still managed to get COVID. I don't mean this in a, in a partisan way at all. What I'm saying is we need to take this seriously. Regardless of where you fall on this, you, you, you've seen it. You've seen it. Somebody who's so well protected ends up getting it. Now, granted, we know there was at least one situation 
where protocols were not being taken seriously, and that was the announcement of the nomination for a new new Supreme Court justice, uh, which happened at the White House Rose Garden like a week ago. And we can go back now and see that that was basically where a lot of this spread. And, of course, that's a trending hashtag right now is the Rose Garden Massacre. A lot of people comparing this to the Red Wedding in Game of Thrones, if you're familiar with Game of Thrones. Uh, And we've seen that that was a bit of a spreader event. And people just weren't smart. And uh, this is just another great example of people not taking it seriously. But if this, if regardless of where you fall politically, if, if you don't see this, and or if you see this and it doesn't want to make you take it more seriously than you were, then nothing is going to make you take it more seriously. Nothing. 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 We had stories of, in fact, let's let's go right into COVID updates. And I didn't even have this on here. Uh, but we had, we had stories of a, a kid out of North Carolina, 19-year-old, college kid, perfect health. He was a, this one, this one hit me hard. He was a basketball player and a track athlete in high school. I was like, that's, that's what I did in high school. A little too close to home there. Uh, but he passed away from COVID. Complications from COVID. Had been out on a run with his parents three weeks before he passed away. Six mile run with his parents. This one hit extra hard for me because not only was this in the news, uh, but I have a friend who is related to this, this 19 year old. It was his second cousin. Didn't know him very well, but knew him and is part of that family this is why we take it seriously that's why 19 perfect health it's not worth it it's not and even if you come out of covid on the other side and you would you end up with heart problems like yeah you, you know you couldn't sit at home for six months but and and you got it and you're okay but now six years from now you're gonna have a heart attack you know and, and i'm exaggerating yes i'm not saying you'll definitely have one but these are the things that we don't know yet caution we're seeing it. The numbers say it. Take it seriously. In fact, this GOP outbreak is is just it's it's like it it it's just it's interesting to see. And the one good thing is I I'm, I'm not wishing COVID on anybody. I'm not going to sit here and as much as you probably know my personal feelings on the administration, I'm not going to sit here. I'm not going to get into that. I don't need black helicopters around my my house. I'm just I'm just it's just not me. It's not. But I will see, uh, it's interesting to see the scramble because we have had, this has been a partisan issue uh, for months now, and now suddenly we're seeing people back off of that. Now, trust me, there are still plenty of people out there saying it's a hoax. Uh, people were having a rally outside of the hospital to, to cheer him on and, and wish him well. It's like, dude got COVID and you're going to spread more COVID to, to wish, okay, I, it's just common sense, but... Okay, not everyone gets common sense. And I've actually seen it um, personally, on a personal level. Uh, some people that weren't taking it as seriously are now taking it more seriously than they were. So if anything good has come of this, we're at least getting some, not all, uh, some people to take it more seriously now that they have seen uh, what's happened with this this GOP outbreak. The Republicans, just tons of them getting it. Interestingly enough, uh, no different. And that's what's, that's what's wild. We're also seeing tweets uh, from Republicans and, and conservatives that are like, well, why aren't any Democrats getting it? This is crazy. It's a conspiracy. And it's like, because they've been taking it seriously. <laughs> Wearing masks and not ho- throwing parties in the in the White House Rose Garden. Is it really that hard to see? I, I, I guess I guess it is difficult to see. All right, NFL, speaking of outbreaks, the NFL's had some outbreaks. In fact, this week uh, we had, well, two games get postponed. One of them completely moved off the weekend. The, the Tennessee Titans football team from Tennessee, last I checked, they had like 13 positive tests. Uh, so that, that game was just completely not not canceled, but it got moved to well late in the season. Uh, and then, of course, we got more news on that. The quarterback of the New England Patriots, 
Uh, Cam Newton actually came down positive, so that that game was scheduled to happen today. Got moved to tomorrow, and and we're just we're seeing it. Two of them now, and, and like I've said before, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. And you look at some of these stadiums, and depending where the team plays, uh, I was watching part of the Tampa Bay game. This morning, as I, as I was getting ready to go into the studio, Tampa Bay and Florida, they're real lax with, with their restrictions. A lot of people sitting near each other in that stadium there in Tampa Bay. A lot of people. And in fact, there's even more people at college football. College football still continuing to go along. And this is one that even if you're not a sports fan, you've probably seen some of these pictures floating around, especially the student sections. The crowds are insane, and they are all on top of each other. Nobody wearing masks. Hundreds of kids just on top of each other, not wearing masks. Just no respect for it whatsoever. And they're just letting them in these stadiums. A lot of, uh, most of this is happening in the South because you're not allowed in stadiums in, in other areas of the country. In fact, I was watching Boston College yesterday. And interestingly enough, they pointed out uh, that the stadium was empty, uh, but the the uh, but city of Boston or state of Massachusetts, whoever's setting those specific parameters, uh, they did allow 10 NFL scouts to go to the stadium. So in addition to the teams, there was some NFL scouts. But 10 people in a stadium that holds... I don't know what Boston College holds, but probably at, at least, I'm going to guess at least 60,000. These college stadiums are pretty big. Um, either way, it's 10 people. They're doing a much better job uh, up there in Boston compared to some of these places in the South. And don't send me hate mail. Whoa, you hate the South. No, I don't. It's just you're doing stupid things. So stupid that SMU, Southern Methodist University, which is located in Texas, uh, they had their entire student section kicked out of the game for violations. They were all on top of each other, nobody wearing masks. They were given warnings multiple times throughout the SMU game yesterday. Uh, and eventually the security just had to take, kick them out of the stadium. Completely kicked them out of the stadium. It's really, it's just, it, none of this is worth it. None of it is worth it. We're just we're perpetuating the length of time that we're all going to have to continue dealing with COVID. Uh, and, and because of all this, we're, we're never getting out of it until there's actually a, a vaccine. That's, this country has put, our, put ourselves in that, in that position, and, uh, and we're not coming out of it until that happens. Just, it's just not happening. And we're seeing more, more fallout from uh, COVID restrictions. And one of those specifically is, is theater closures. Uh, Cineworld, uh, they actually own Regal Cinemas among other uh, theater chains around the world. They are actually have announced that they will be closing all of their theaters uh, in the U.S. And, and the U.K. The U.S. and the U.K. This comes after the announcement that the new James Bond film uh, was not going to be released in theaters as scheduled. They pushed it way back to next year. And so, of course, theater companies uh, have scrambled to figure out what they're going to do. And they've realized that there's really nothing else they can do. Because here's the crazy thing. That big Tenet movie, Tenet, T-E-N-E-T, uh, that everyone was excited about. And I'm not into these arts, like whoever it was. It's not my type of movies. But either way, everyone was excited about that. And they were only going to put it in theaters. And they released it in theaters. Well, that Tenet blockbuster movie everyone's excited i even i even know some people that were like being very cautious with covid but wanted to go see it in the theater yeah tenet was beat out by hocus pocus yeah that hocus pocus from like 1990 1991 yeah beat it out at the box office right now because people aren't going to see these tenet things but they are going to like the drive-ins and everything else and going to see familiar movies so based on that bond is not getting released this year and then, of course, the fallout from that is these theaters closing. I'm not going to, I'm, like, I'm not going to a theater. I'm just, I have no desire to go to a theater at all. Movie theater, recycled air. Like, you're not even outside. I like, I don't even have a desire to be around crowds outside, let alone in a theater. I don't care if it's five other people. But five other people you don't know and you haven't been in contact with, who knows? But it's, that's just me. That's just me. Uh, and then one positive thing. 
I did the little count today. As of today, I have been uh, nicotine smoking free for 11 weeks. That's right, 11 weeks. And I think I've I've definitely crossed a crossed a point with it um, where, where the cravings are getting much better. Once in a while, I'll get a craving. In fact, I, I was... I was it was, I can't remember. I was walking. I was in the backyard doing some work, or I was walking up my path on the side of my house, and uh, like one of the neighbors or something must have been smoking. And that was the first time in a while that I smelled it, and I was like, mm, "That that actually smells kind of good. Could kind of go for a uh, for a cigarette right now." Uh, now that was a very fleeting feeling, and I got over it. I was fine, but uh, I think I've I've crossed a point here. Now, of course, I've I've literally talked to people who haven't smoked in ten years, and they still occasionally get cravings for a cigarette. So. I'm not going to put that past myself. You know, it's like a 20 year smoker. So <laughs> it's tough to get rid of that 20 years, eight, you know, 11 weeks. It's probably going to need a little longer than that to be fully over it. But uh, that's at least something I can I can take as a positive out of this. Uh, now, of course, there's all the negatives. And I've personally hit another wall here regarding covid. And uh, it's just been tough mentally. And I will say. I want to take a moment now before we get into mental health, even though this kind of pertains to mental health. The one thing, because uh, I am about to do some social media bashing, it's coming here in mental health. Uh, we need to get serious here. But I will say, as far as positive things and advantages from social media, I've hit this wall lately. It's, it's been rough in my house. In fact, today my wife was like, what's wrong? And I was like, I'm just angry at the world. I'm just, I'm not doing well. And I'm just, I'm depressed and angry and everything else. Uh, but I will say I've been grateful for some connections I've made on social media. Uh, specifically Paul Smith of Zombie Teeth Clothing uh, and, and Tom Yosten, who is, has since become a patron. Uh, these are actually people, and there's many others out there, but these are people that I don't even, haven't even met personally, uh, but we have connected on social platforms. Uh, and to be fair, Tom does not live far from me, uh, but because we, we have so many restrictions right now, I'm not able to go to a show with Tom, and, and, and Paul lives across the pond, as they say. Uh, but there's... It, as much as I get upset about the negative impacts of social media, there, there is some positives to it. Uh, and, and I'm thankful for those out there that, that really aren't even like, that they don't know personally, but we have made a connection. And it has, and it has made it a little bit easier to get past the, uh, get through the last six months. Uh, so thank you, really anyone that I've, that I've crossed paths with. And even if it's a little thing, you have no idea. Like I said, sharing and subscribing and all this, that's little things. It's little things, and, and I'm thankful uh, for, for people like Paul and Tom and, and like I said, many others out there. Uh, but, of course, the mental health wall has, has lots of sides to it, uh, and it's definitely COVID, and it's uncertainty, and it, it's cabin fever hitting me. Um, and I will say, be, be careful social media as an outlet. We are all, you know, gravitating towards social media because we're not able to connect on a personal level as much anymore. Uh, but this can also be dangerous. This can be quite dangerous, and it's become quite dangerous for me. Uh, and, I, and I want to talk about this because I always say don't base your value on social media. Never. Don't take your value from, from what you're seeing on social media, how people react to you on social media. Uh, however, as much as I say that, it's it's tough to really follow. And I think the best way to look at social media is is social media is high school continued. You know, there's a Bowling for Soup song, High School Never Ends. This, that's what social media is. It, it's high school continued to the point that it becomes a, a, a bit of a popularity contest. In fact, it's it's more intricate than just being a popularity contest. Because here's the thing with social media. Well, here's the differences for me between social media and high school. I enjoyed high school. <laughs> I had fun in high school. I, I didn't have a lot of complaints about high school. You know, it, high school was hard at times, but I enjoyed it. You know, I, I had friends. I wasn't like the super popular guy, but I was, 
because I didn't take value from my popularity. I just, I just enjoyed my friends and, and my school and everything else and sports. And I enjoyed it. I don't enjoy social media in the way that I did enjoy high school. And, and it's because when you look at it and the way everyone feeds into it, how hard is it to click like? Think about that. And I want to give you examples. And, and you may say, this is Sean's whining and he's yelling at a wall. This is where you can see that it becomes a popularity contest. I've seen it multiple times, and I think I've even mentioned this on a podcast. I, I've shared things. I will share something on social media. Someone I know, whether they're family, friend, mutual friend of others, uh, will share that same thing from my post. And then suddenly, after they share it, people are jumping on it and going, oh, this is, this is awesome. All this other stuff is like, okay, Karen, I know you saw my post. I know you saw it. It's the same content. And I'm not talking about, oh, they made a funny joke with this little bit of content. No, no, no. Same content. Same shit. I know you saw mine. That's where it becomes like high school. And in fact, for those of you that are aware of Barstool Preachers and the music video that that uh, that they did, that, that one got me. This was months ago. That one got me. This was back in like March or whatever with the uh, uh, When This World Ends video came out. I was in the video with my daughter. I shared the video. Now, to be fair, many people that I know, uh, especially in the scene, had, had liked my video. Well, here goes my wife sharing the video, just sharing what I had shared, and suddenly people are coming out of the woodwork to comment on her share of my video. The video that I'm in. The video that I'm in. These are just minor examples of what happens on social media. The bottom line is how hard is it to click a fucking like button? It's not hard. But there are plenty of people out there that just sit in there like, no, 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 no. Like, I, it, it just blows my mind. Because when I scroll through Facebook, I'm usually like, 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 like. Because when I see content from friends, it's stuff that I like. That's what I'm liking. I'm not, like, sitting here like, no, yeah, no, yeah. It's weird. It's weird to me. Now, granted, I'm in a bunch of groups. And, and sometimes when it comes to, you know, if, if a post has, like, 300 comments on it or something, I'm not getting involved in the comments. But that's not because I don't care. It's not like, oh, I'm too cool for this. I, ca I can't be commenting on this. I can't. I can't like that. Who's going to... No, it's because there's a lot going on. But I, I just... It, it blows my mind to think of the people that, that don't just like. You know? Just like it. And I see it every day. Social media is supposed to connect people. And in some ways it does. But in other ways it doesn't. It makes people feel disconnected. I said at the top of this episode, how hard is it to share? This is free content. It's not that hard to share. And yeah, this is me complaining and whining a little bit, but this is also something to consider for, for anyone in your life, anyone you interact with on social media. That small little like could make a huge difference to somebody. Huge difference. We need to have a balance. There is a balance. Make your own joy. Don't count on others. But we also got to lift each other up just, just as humans, as friends, as family, as, as counterparts, whatever it might be. That's what we need to work toward, supporting each other. We can do so much more of it. So much. Be, po be more positive in your interactions when it comes to social media because that's going to that's gonna help you mentally. It's going to help others mentally. Especially those out there that, that suffer from a mental illness like obsessive-compulsive disorder. Holy shit. You don't want to be dealing with what I got to deal with on a daily basis. Not, I don't want to say daily. It's not bad every day, but when it's bad, it's bad. It's bad. So consider these things. When you're having these interactions, consider these things. 
Just do it. And click like. <laughs> what, you know, what's the big deal? Click like. It's, it doesn't have to be a popularity contest. It just has to be supporting each other. And in fact, if you're not familiar with Less Than Jake, uh, I, would, I, 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 I would say watch the, uh, the, their video for Bomb Drop. And that kind of epitomizes, I don't want to say epitomizes, it's not like the, the end-all be-all, but it gives you an example of what social platforms can be like uh, for a lot of people out there. Bomb Drop. And just do better. Do better. If we all support each other from a mental health standpoint, we're all going to be in better shape. It's not going to nobody's going to get cured, but we're going to be in better shape. That's for sure. All right, move on to some parenting. I had a Prad doubt. Prad, Prad, Dad, Prad, Prad, Dowd. Yeah, <laughs> you tell him I'm, I'm exhausted. I had a Prad Dowd moment. Just did it again. Prad, proud, Dad moment. Who knew that was a tongue twister? Prad, proud, Dad moment on Friday. Uh, we got my my kid, uh, my three year old. Um, I I should have I should have brought the book in here, uh, but there somebody like there's these pop classics books, and I I've seen like eighties films and stuff, uh, and they they take them and make them into kids kids books. Like we got her a Back to the Future one. I'm a big Back to the Future fan. I'll, always have been. Uh, and in fact, I had the privilege of working for Universal uh, in 2015. So I've actually got the USA Today newspaper sitting right over here, uh, along with the crazy 30th anniversary Back to the Future trilogy and all that stuff. Big fan. So we gave her this book, and she's been obsessed with it. I gave it to her like a week ago, and, and she loves it. We, we read it quite a bit, but the, the proud dad moment actually came. We were outside playing in the front yard yesterday, and, and she's running around, and we're playing on the, her little slide and play structure and stuff, and, and uh, she's looking around, and I could see, and I'm... And, at, at three, this is when the imagination's really kicking up. Like, I'm noticing it. I'm like, oh, okay. No, she's, she's, and it's funny because sometimes I'm like, wait, what, what's going on? And she's like, I'm not talking to you. And it's like, all right. And she doesn't mean it in a mean way. She's just, she's like playing. And this happened on Friday when I'm outside playing and she's running around and, and I could hear her go, uh, we got to find the lightning. We got to find the lightning. And I was like, what lightning? What? It, it, it's like sunny outside. I was like, what lightning? What are you talking about? She goes, we need to get electricity to the flux capacitor. So that we can travel in time. And I was like, all right, let's get electricity to, to the flux capacitor. She said flux capacitor perfectly. Uh, it's funny. My, my kid is, is very, very vocal. Um, and I think it's because my wife and I are very vocal. I've talked about that on the podcast before. It's, she's very, her vocabulary is quite extensive for a three-year-old. Uh, I don't think she's like a prodigy. I think there's three-year-olds out there that are, the, that are like prodigies, but... You know, it, it's very extensive compared to like an average three-year-old, and so I wasn't that shocked. But I was like, "Oh, well, that flux capacitor—that is—that is two words in your vocabulary now," uh, because she she's loving some uh, some Back to the Future. We have to watch the movie eventually. I just I don't I, I don't think we're quite there yet. And I will say, if, if for any parents out there that have not seen the book, uh, yes, they skip over some details such as uh, you know Lorraine trying to seduce her, unbeknownst to her son in a car outside of the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. So don't worry, that part's not in the book. They do gloss over a few of those things, fortunately. <laughs> Got to explain, like, why is she? No, 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 no. Uh, but I will say that there's one other funny thing from the book, and I don't know if this was on purpose, but uh, if, if you've seen the film, we all know that, uh, that, that Michael J. Fox, it, he's, he's, sh he's on the shorter side compared to an average height person. And uh, the illustrations for the book definitely made sure that you understood that he is 
that much shorter than Crispin Glover and, and Leah Thompson. I don't know why, but apparently that was something they did. Uh, it's, it's really fun to share these kind of things with a kid, uh, just in general. And this is what's keeping me sane right now, is being able to share these things. I think without my, my wife and daughter, I'd definitely be, I would have been hitting a wall a lot quicker uh, and, and probably wouldn't know how to get off of hitting that wall. Uh, so, so I'm thankful for, for really the both of them because that's what's keeping me sane at the moment. Uh, what is keeping me insane at the moment is I've been battling with a raccoon in my backyard. No, I'm not having, I'm not, I haven't gone to fisticuffs with the raccoon, uh, but I've been battling with a raccoon. I have a, uh, like a framed swimming pool in the backyard. It's one you put together, kitty kitty pool, you know, four feet by four feet, just a square pool. It's like a foot and a half deep. It's, you know, basic little thing. Uh, and I cover it. Well, I noticed the other day, and, and I, I, I've seen this before, that the raccoon, like raccoons love to, they, like they'll go wash their hands in water. And this is why I keep it covered. Well, I have a nest cam in my backyard. Once in a while, I catch them. The other night, I caught this raccoon. He realized the cover was on there. He or she, I don't know. Realized the cover was on there. And uh, tried to pull back part of the cover. Stuck his hands in, couldn't do it. So then jumped on top of the cover. Just, it was madness. And I go down there, and I'm like, why is this pool filthy? Sure enough, raccoon had gotten in there. So here I am cleaning out the damn pool again. And I've got that thing secured. And in fact, uh, we had a problem. I, I deal with all kinds of... <laughs> my, my wife was like, oh. Caddyshack style here, and I'm like, this is like the fifth Caddyshack thing that I've had to deal with. A few years ago, I had these birds that were constantly trying to nest uh, in in the the like the roof of my deck in my backyard, and I was like, you know, I've no, I like, I, I don't want to hurt you, birds, but please go nest like in that big tree in my yard, or that big tree in my yard, or that big tree in my yard, or that big tree in the neighbor's yard. I was like, what, why, why you got to be up in the in the eaves of my deck here? That just seems crazy, and I'm con I was constantly scaring them away, not hurting them, but I'd see I'd, these two birds would come and they'd start bringing sticks in the nest, and I'd be like, shoo, 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 and they'd fly away. Eventually, they, they stopped trying to build a nest, uh, but I've dealt with that, and cats, stray cats, because I live in Los Angeles. They're all over the place here in Highland Park, and possums, too, but stray cats, and what happened was they were ripping up the cushions uh, on my, my patio furniture in my backyard next to my deck, uh, so a couple years ago, my wife ordered this, like, plastic stuff that you put on the chairs, and it's, like, it's spiky. It's not, like, sharp. It's, you know, I like, a, a, hum a person could sit on it with, with like, not even with jeans, just with sweatpants. You're not going to get hurt. You're going to be like, oh, you know, so it's not hurting the cats. But I didn't end up using it. I, I found a way to position the, the cushions so they couldn't rip them up, these cats. But I realized yesterday I'm going to put this over the top of the pool. Sure enough, I checked the camera footage this morning. Uh, Raccoon did not make his way to the pool, his or her way to the pool, but I will be watching closely. And this is just uh, the joy of... It's, it's funny because you wouldn't think like living in Los Angeles, and I, I live in a very urban area of Los Angeles, or using urban in the correct way, not the way that the, the president likes to use it, but I live in an urban area because I'm not far from downtown Los Angeles. But there is there is trees and stuff, and we get raccoons and possums. Uh, coyotes once in a while. I don't see a lot of coyotes. They're, they're a little closer to like the hill, which is not right next to me. Um, but it's, it's funny how you still get these wild animals here in Los Angeles. It, it, it's interesting. I just find it interesting. And I've been battling with a raccoon. I'll keep everyone updated on that. <laughs> Hopefully I can get the raccoon to go like hang out somewhere else. Because, again, I don't mind. I, I have no problem with, with animals like going through my yard. But it's when they start messing with my stuff that I'm like, okay, now we got a problem. I, you, you can't be getting in my kid's pool. That's not, that's not for you, raccoon. Go find somewhere else. I'm sure you can do it. Oh, man. All right, we're we're over time today, and frankly, I'm I'm exhausted. I am exhausted. All right, some entertainment news. 
I mentioned this on the last episode. Uh, Listen, Jake, their announcement on October 1st was, in fact, a new album. They have a new album coming out on December 11th. Uh, it's There's a new single off of that that uh, is called Lie to Me. Uh, and the new album is called Silver Linings. Again, December December 11th, you can uh, the album be available, but you can pre-order it right now. And that single "Lie to Me" is available. Um, I'm sure. I know if you if you pre-order through the Less Than Jake merch site, you're getting they'll email you that. But I assume if you pre-order on uh, iTunes and and all those other ones, uh, you can probably also get it. And maybe it's on Spotify. I don't use Spotify, so I never check. But it could also be available on Spotify and some new merch. I've been waiting for a new Less Than Jake album for quite a while. We knew a new one was coming this year, which is kind of why I was like, well, it's October, boys. You, you, you got you got three months left. And sure enough, December 11th coming in just under the wire there for a, for a new album this year. But I am very much looking forward to that. Lesson Jake, uh, top three band of mine personally. Personally, I would never argue with people about their own bands. But for me personally, I all day, I love Lesson Jake. I'm big, big, big fan. Uh, I was also reminded this morning, speaking of music, that it was four years ago today. Four years ago today that my sis, Laura, and I, uh, well, we had purchased tickets already, but four years ago today that the morning of this particular date, we thought we were going to see Blink-182 perform live not long after they released their California album. And this is one of those things where you see, oh, it was a thing called Conversation with Blink-182. Well, surely they will play some songs. That morning, we realized that we were actually going to the Grammy Museum here in Los Angeles uh, to see Blink-182 talk. Yeah, they talked, answered some questions. Now, to be fair, it was fun, and I remember at the end of the night going, oh, no, I'm glad we did this. I would have liked to see some live music, but I'm glad we did this, and I was reminded of that faux pas this morning. Uh, So, Laura, four years ago, we went and did not see Blink-182 perform, but saw them tell some stories, which was very amusing, because it was basically Mark telling stories. (laughs) Travis is very quiet. Skiba's very quiet. I mean, like, so it was basically Mark telling stories, and of course... A lot of stories about, like, the original, like, old, old Blink stuff, so Mark is the only one aware of that. He's the only original member still in the band, uh, but I was reminded of that this morning, so that was fun. Uh, new Zombie Teeth podcast, episode 19, dropped this morning. I can't remember who the interview was with. Just saw it come across. Check out the great Paul Smith and his podcast, Zombie Teeth. I'm sure it will be a fantastic episode, as always. The boys on Amazon, uh, everyone should be aware of this show. You're probably watching it. It's a fantastic show. It is not for everybody. I, like, my wife doesn't watch it. I, I started watching I was like, you're not going to like this. Uh, but I was telling her about the most recent episode. Uh, the, they, uh, they're not messing around. They're not holding back at all on that last episode. Uh, and in fact, even if you don't watch the boys, I would encourage you to watch the first five minutes of episode seven of, of, of season two of the boys because they are... They're not holding back, and, and it's very clear uh, what what they're pointing toward in that first five minutes of The Boys, Episode 7. And a little more on The Proud Boys. For those of you that would like to, to share publicly your disdain for groups like The Proud Boys, uh, I would highly encourage you to check out Chaos Merch. Uh, that is Gabby Chaos of the, the great band Venomous Pinks. Uh, they have recently released some new shirts that simply say fuck the proud boys and they have the little laurel laurel that's the that's what see i was like there's a little luffy thing on the laurel it's a laurel it's a fred perry laurel it's got the laurel and it says fuck the proud boys it's fantastic uh and if you're not familiar with chaos merch there are some zombie teeth uh clothing designs uh that that paul did in collaboration with either the venomous pinks and or gabby chaos because uh 
Chaos Merch is is and is its own entity. Lots of cool stuff up there as well. Uh, so check out Chaos Merch if you have never seen that. Oh, oh, I'm done. Definitely done for the day. Might just go take a nap. I'm not a napper, but today feels like it might be one of those days to just take a nap. The other thing is I. I've been actually, and I've been working out, bro. No, no, I like, but I've been trying to lift the weights a little bit, not heavy weights to like get, get big or anything, but just trying to keep myself in shape. And like this, this old body can't handle so much like physical activity anymore. It's just one of those things. <laughs> this is the guy that used to be a triathlete. There's a whole triathlete, little shadow box right here. Got to get myself back into that shape because that is definitely a possibility, especially once we get through this pandemic stuff. All right. On that note, wall fans, common sensors podcast consumers and of course social media world that's going to do it for episode 21 of common sense sundays with go tell us the wall hosted by me your absolute favorite podcast host the one and only sean o'rourke don't forget to uh, like our facebook page facebook.com slash go tell to the wall our youtube channel head over to youtube search go tell us the wall subscribe 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 uh and of course instagram socal sean follow my own personal instagram most importantly would be sean o'rourke live.com and for the love of god everyone out there please share tell your friends subscribe do all the things help us to continue growing the empire that is go tell us the wall just finger quotes out there for those of you only listening the empire that is go tell us the wall uh we'll be back next week same wall place same wall time with our fourth anniversary special of go tell us the wall uh until then remember wall fans common sensors no matter what you do no matter who you're with no matter where you go and especially no matter why you are doing it always always use common sense <laughs>